T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Senators briefed on object shootdowns. We have the story. Teen seriously injured in North Wichita shooting. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. Teen injured during a shooting in East Wichita. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm Rodney Price. The city hopes to improve a problematic intersection in West Wichita. That story is ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. The cold front that's pushed through south-central Kansas will bring temperatures down today and even colder air mass with a chance of rain mixing with snow by tonight. How much could we see? Our complete forecast is on the way. The Senate has been briefed on objects shot down by the military. Following a closed-door meeting between the intelligence community and United States senators about four flying objects shot down by the military in the last week, Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut believes more information could be shared with the public that wouldn't compromise national security. The American people need and deserve to know more. The objects had been found in multiple locations across the country. While Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer expresses his confidence in the Biden administration, he says some questions remain, like why the objects weren't discovered sooner. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. An 18-year-old seriously injured in a shooting in North Wichita last night happened near 22nd and Waco. The victim hospitalized. Police are still not sure what prompted the shooting. No suspects in custody at the moment. And an update now on the story of another teenager injured in a shooting during a robbery in East Wichita. It happened just before 6 Monday evening in the 200 block of North Rock Road. Witnesses told officers they saw a young man with a gunshot wound to his leg leaving in a black-colored car. During the investigation, the officers were made aware of a walk-in in an area hospital with a gunshot wound, who matched the description provided by the witnesses. The 17-year-old drove himself to the hospital, where he was treated and released. He spoke with officers, and based on the information, the investigators were able to determine the circumstances leading up to the shooting. Police say this was not a random incident and that the investigation is ongoing. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Hundreds of thousands of people expected to clog the streets of downtown Kansas City, celebrating the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Officials began planning today's parade even before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl on Sunday. City leaders say 19 local and area law enforcement agencies, along with fire officials and transportation workers, are providing protection as the team takes a victory lap through downtown Kansas City. Most schools, many businesses, some government offices in the Kansas City metro area will be closed so people can celebrate. That starts at noon 
and it will end with a victory rally at the city's Union Station. The Wichita City Council approved several transportation-related items at their Tuesday meeting. The city has until the end of the month to submit a grant application that would provide designs for proposed improvements at Kellogg and Eisenhower Parkway in West Wichita. The grant total is $3 million, $2.4 million from the federal government. If successful, it would be followed by a grant application to help fund the construction of the project. The council also approved $275,000 in funding for inspections of the city's 285 bridges. Finally, the city will initiate a project that will replace its aging wayfinding signs. New signs are desired to provide multimodal accommodations and complement the widespread use of smartphones and other mapping technology. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Some details emerging about the identity of the suspect responsible for the deadly shooting on the campus of Michigan State University. Police still don't know what drove the gunman, who had no known connection to Michigan State University, to kill three, injure five, and bring terror to thousands of students on the huge MSU campus. Police were on scene within minutes of the first 911 calls on Monday night, but it was more than three hours later before they found the gunman some five miles off campus. Campus. Police say 43-year-old Anthony McRae was confronted by officers and at that point he shot and killed himself. Now McRae was apparently arrested on a weapons charge back in 2019 and then completed 18 months of probation. And that's Fox's Jonathan Hunt with that report. Sedgwick County may have a new election commissioner within a few days. Angela Cadillo resigned from the post in December. Secretary County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News a special committee has been helping Secretary of State Scott Schwab find the best person for the job, and a decision could be coming within a couple of weeks. They've done a series of interviews and uh, with some candidates, and uh, uh, there's uh, I understand there's about two candidates that, that are probably qualified, and then he actually uh, interviews them. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. Kansas at Oklahoma State last night, men's basketball. Will the Jayhawks be able to stop the Cowboys' winning streak? We'll have highlights and hear from Coach Self coming up in sports. A sandwich giant is up for sale. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 8.08, 8 minutes past 8 o'clock. The Derby Board of Education will not be renewing the contracts for some district administrators, including the superintendent of schools. The decision from Monday night's board meeting also includes the assistant superintendents of human resources and curriculum and construction. The district spokesperson says contracts, which are for two years, are brought annually. The board says more conversations will be taking place to clarify the board's position on the contracts. A massive recovery effort continues in Turkey and Syria, where tens of thousands of people are dead after a magnitude 7.8 earthquake. Fox's Greg Palcott with this report from Turkey. As emergency efforts go into the second week following earthquakes in the region, some small glimmers of hope. 
an agreement reached between Syria's President Bashar al-Assad and the U.N. to open more border crossings for aid convoys to get to the northern part of the country badly affected by the disaster. In Turkey, at least seven more miracle rescues this day, including a 17-year-old pulled from the rubble long after it's thought possible to survive. Mainly, though, it's a grim recovery effort, some 41,000 now thought dead, amid arrests of contractors suspected of shoddy construction adding to the horrors, along with a mammoth humanitarian challenge. And Turkey's president says the recovery will not stop until every single resident has been removed from the rubble. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are considering establishing a minimum age requirement for social media after holding a hearing on the impacts of the platforms on children. This Senate panel is looking at the question of how young is simply too young for social media. Something that emerged right off the bat is how much worse the effects of social media are for girls. 13 is the age at which Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook allow kids onto their platforms. The Surgeon General, though, infamously said he believes that is way too young. President Biden himself weighed in. He said he agrees with that assessment. We have to pass legislation on the damaging technology that's having an effect on our kids. Senator Josh Hawley, though, is really leading the charge right now. He's got a proposal that bans social media for all kids in America under age 16. Fox's Jillian Turner reporting. A sandwich giant is up for sale. Subway, one of the world's largest restaurant brands, is exploring a possible sale and has retained J.P. Morgan to advise on the process. However, Subway did say there are no guarantees that a sale will occur. The news comes after the Wall Street Journal reported last month that the company was seeking a deal that could value Subway at more than $10 billion. Subway has been losing market share in recent years to fast-growing rivals like Panera and Firehouse Subs. Subway has more than 37,000 restaurants in more than 100 countries. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Candace has news time now. 8 11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock with Steve and Ted. Stalled out vehicle eastbound Kellogg. It's pretty close to I 135. That's eastbound Kellogg. Pretty close to I 135. Watch for a slowdown there. Uh, we also have a stalled out vehicle. This is uh, eastbound K 96, ramp to Hillside. Traffic update from 987 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure now in the southwestern U.S. will take aim on the plains. It looks like the track of this storm will keep the heavier snowfall to the west of Wichita, although winter weather advisories have been posted for Reno and Harvey County. We'll see some scattered showers develop later on this afternoon. Breezy with a high 47. Rain will briefly change to snow tonight. Tarlow 18, clearing tomorrow and 33. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, north wind at 10 miles per hour and 35 degrees. Stephen, 10 in the morning on KNSS. Yesterday's high temperature, 58 degrees in Wichita. I had some rain. I didn't ever look at my rain gauge up in Riverside, but uh, down, we did get some rain in Riverside where I live. And uh, at uh, Eisenhower National Airport, they measured uh, 3,100. So just, oh, just under a third of an inch as of midnight last you went out for a walk yesterday afternoon, and I, I didn't walk yesterday. I stayed in, so it was pretty breezy, though. Huh? It was that wind out of the south was really uh, helping you with the rain, light rain falling down. And it wasn't as pleasant as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Maybe you just want to stay indoors. All right. Uh, okay, so uh, 8.13 here with Stephen Ted on KNS. Yeah, that south wind at the time was gusting up around 30 miles an hour. So it, that made it less than ideal. But, yep. eh, it, was a, it was a warm day in 
February. We'll take it. You got it done. How about that? A new survey shows fully half of Americans indicate they believe national news organizations intend to mislead, misinform, or persuade the public to adopt a point of view. Gee, I wonder where that came from. Study by Gallup and the Knight That's Foundation. because it's true. <laughs> also found many Americans questioning whether journalists care about the best interests of their followers. Readers, not followers. <laughs> the findings dug deep into why many Americans distrust the news. It found the number of people believing the news is biased is increasing. People following the news closely, uh, the people following the news closely is decreasing that number. And many Americans are feeling the effect of information overload. In one consolation, local journalists fared better. The local people apparently are, at least in the public's opinion, did better than the national people. Well, that's, there's no doubt because any time you get national news, it's coming from a certain slant. It, uh, if you tune into Fox News, you know what you're getting. If you tune into MSNBC, you know what you're getting. If you tune into CNN, you know what you're getting. It's coming from a slant. Well, just, obviously, the cables do that. And that's yeah. why people don't trust it anymore. Yeah. Well, like, we, unless you like that point of view, then you trust yeah. it 100%. <laughs> Who was it? Brutabega man? Who was it? Who was that editor of the Wichita Eagle? Was it Buzz? Buzz. Buzz Merritt. Buzz Merritt. Talked to the, he had, we, I'm wondering, is he still aware of this, or do you know? Anyway, he, he was, uh, we had an interview with him, and he talked about his theory of the rutabaga man. Mm-hmm. And this has been 15 Long time, years yeah. ago, 20 years Several ago. Several years ago. And he said, rutabaga man knows everything there is about rutabaga. And that's about all he knows about. Mm-hmm. And when he wants his news, he goes to where the rutabaga is. He finds the news that's all about rutabagas. <laughs> that's what he's interested in. Doesn't get the other side of the, doesn't get any other viewpoints. He, he gets the viewpoint that follows his way of thinking. Yeah, no squash, no turnips, nope. just rutabaga. And, that's, and, and, Buzz was, and what Buzz was talking about 20 years ago was that fraction, fractioning of the, yeah. of the news process. He was a sharp, sharp man. And, uh, very Nobody takes other points of view anymore. They just get the point of view that they agree with. Well, you know, it can be a, frankly, you know, it can be uncomfortable to hear people <laughs> disagree with you, but. That's kind of what the world is. We can't change the fact that that bad things happen. And, uh, you know, several people have, over the years have said, why don't you tell us about the good things that happen? Well, you know, that's not the def- definition of news, really. Uh, although it's changed, I think, over the years. People are looking for better stories about, you know, more uplifting stories. Usually not the main body of a story. But, hey, you know, if the stories we're doing today about uh, getting an election commissioner, I mean, that's pretty positive we're going to fill a fill a gap there we just did one on a uh, uh we did a story on uh, on the air india purchase mm-hmm. those that's pretty positive news so and then we have to tell you about the young kids who got shot two uh two teenagers the other side of the news the other side of the news that's the way the world is there's good and there's bad and we try to go down the middle on everything anyway uh steven ted i talked to uh paul savage yeah Yesterday, who is uh, he's co-host of Sports yeah, Daily over yeah, on KFH, KFH. Yeah. and uh, he he's been around a long time, and he he was telling me that his mom had passed away recently. Passed, recently. yeah, wonderful lady. I, I did not know her, but she he said that she was about the biggest Stephen Ted fan there is. She loved to hear this morning show, so I didn't hear about her passing, but that's too bad. But yeah, Paul Paul does that morning show over there. He used to, he used to be a coach, and now he's just a talker like the rest of us, right? 
right, eight seventeen now. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS on a Wednesday morning, and uh, it's time for us to do some more sports now with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yep, big championship celebration up in Kansas City today as the big parade is taking place in KC. The championship parade will begin at noon central time in downtown Kansas City and head to Union Station, where the team will hold a rally around 145. The crowd is expected to be massive, with fans likely to cover the north lawn of the city's World War I museum. The crowd estimate for the Chiefs' last Super Bowl victory parade in 2020 was between 800,000 and a million people. Schools will be closed in the city, and the weather should cooperate. Temperatures are expected to be in the upper 40s, with a low chance of rain. I'm Eric Messer-Smith, Fox News. Taking place up in uh, Kansas City today. Yeah. All right, college men's basketball last night. Fifth-ranked Kansas on the road at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys came in red hot on a five-game winning streak. But who took care of business last night? The Jayhawks. And the freshman from Wichita, Grady Dick, was huge last night. You heard the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Kicks it out. Dick for three. Yes! Grady Dick reigns in another. A career night. 26 points for Grady Dick. Massive across the board. Zuby struggled to catch it, but once he gathered, he didn't try to do too much and found his fellow freshman. Breaks the 25 he set versus NC State's. 26 points for Dick. And nine assists for Dewan Harris. 11,000 fans were on hand in Stillwater, but the Jayhawks win it good. 87-76 was the final score. KU shoots 66% from the field in the second half. Here's Kansas head coach Bill Sell. The two players of the game were Grady Dick and Kevin McCuller. I mean, Kevin McCuller was unbelievable in the job he did defensively and, and how he just kind of kept them from, from being able to run stuff and bluffing and, 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 and fake helping and getting back. And then he did a great job on Bryce. And then, of course, uh, Grady was, you know, that was that was so much fun to see him play aggressive like that. So uh, uh, I, 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 we've been down here a lot of times and brought some pretty good teams down here and left pretty sad. So this is, this is a – and this is, this is one of Oklahoma State's better teams. So this was a great win. Yep, good win for the Jayhawks. He was talking about Kevin McCuller there. He had a career-high eight assists in the Jayhawk victory. All right, that puts KU in a three-way tie for first place atop the Big 12 Conference, along with Texas and Baylor. And guess who's next for the Jayhawks? Baylor. Baylor. Yep, KU and Baylor, Saturday afternoon in Lawrence. That'll be a big one. All right, 12th-ranked Kansas State losing on the road at last place Oklahoma last night, and it wasn't even close. 79-65 Oklahoma shot 61% from the field in the second half. The Sooners were led by former Wichita State shocker Grant Sherfield, who had 22 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. K-State has now lost 5 straight road games. They're tied for 5th place in the Big 12. It was 3-point shooting that was the difference. Oklahoma made 11 threes. K-State missed 16 threes. There's your difference. It wasn't a raucous crowd. Only 5,100 showed up at the game in Norman last night. But Kansas State lost by 14 points. That leaves K-State tied for fifth in the Big 12 standings right now. Juco men's basketball tonight. It's 19th-ranked Butler Community College visiting Barton. Dennis Higgins will have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 7.15 tonight. That's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The Butler men are 20-6 and on the season. The Wichita State women are home tonight. 6 o'clock tip-off at Coke Arena hosting Tulsa. The Shockers had better guard the perimeter. Tulsa is second in the nation in three-pointers. 
And I'll be handling public address duties tonight for the Shocker Ladies for the first time this season. Looking hey, forward to that. How about it's that? the Play for K Pink game, benefiting breast cancer research. Shocker women tonight, 6 o'clock at Coke Arena. Pro basketball in the NBA last night in Toronto. The Raptors win, beat the Orlando Magic 123-113. to Starting at guard for the Raptors, former Wichita State Shocker Fred Van Vliet. 15 assists, a season high to go along with 10 points. Back-to-back wins for the Raptors. They're in the number nine spot in the Eastern Conference. Fred is in the top 16 in the NBA in assists. And speaking of Shocker basketball, let's flash back to a great Shocker win 20 years ago on this night. I remember it well, as the Shockers were hosting 12th-ranked Creighton at the Kansas Coliseum, and the Shockers won that game 80-74. to Aaron Hogg was the big star for the Shockers. He had 27 points and 10 rebounds in that game, and... That kind of awoke the Shockers from a long sleep. Wichita State's first win over a ranked team in 13 years. It had been a while since the Shockers were. But that was obviously a big win for Coach Mark Turgeon and a Shocker squad that was coming back towards national prominence. That was 20 years ago on this night when the Shockers beat 12th-ranked Creighton. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 8.22 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Uh, we need more information about the downed object, says Sean. That's coming up, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 on a Wednesday morning. 35 degrees. A man was injured in a hit and run in southeast Wichita Tuesday evening at Lincoln and Oliver. Investigators say it involved a car and a pedestrian. Additional information not immediately available. No arrests have been made. An excavation is underway in Butler County connected with an unsolved police case. Officials say investigators are following up on a tip in reference to an old case. The sheriff's office did not disclose any details but did say this is not related to the disappearance of Adam Herman several years ago, much publicized case. The area being investigated is a stretch of southwest 130th between Meadowlark and Prairie Creek Roads near Rose Hill. No weekly meeting for the Sedgwick County Commission today. Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News it's a road trip. Most of us are going to be in Topeka uh, meeting with uh, the state legislators, and we're hosting a lunch and kind of cover some of these important things that uh, that we're working with through this uh, legislative session. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. And we have uh, something going on in traffic right now. Let's check in with Jad Chambers on that, Chad. A couple of things going on in traffic right now. Uh, two accidents, one of them at 21st and Ridge Road. Uh, just watch out for a slowdown around that. And then I had a call from traffic tracker Bill, and Bill tells us about a traffic accident westbound Central at Washington. You'll want to avoid that area, too. Uh, traffic update from KNSS. Officials share an update on the federal investigation and chemical scare following the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. The Environmental Protection Agency reveals five toxic chemicals were on the derailed Norfolk Southern train. Our environmental teams remain in East Palestine uh, where they're working directly uh, with the railroad and others to ensure that the site is thoroughly cleaned up 
uh, with no shortcuts. Ohio Governor DeWine, the EPA screening hundreds of homes. Despite reports of residents experiencing headaches or nausea, they've not detected hazardous levels of chemicals in the air or water. About 3,500 fish have died, but officials say there's no sign of harm to non-aquatic life. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro sending a letter to the railway's CEO expressing concerns over the handling of the incident. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. A woman is dead, her five-year-old son rescued after jumping 90 feet into the Niagara Gorge in upstate New York. A Niagara Region Park spokeswoman identifying the woman as Angela Birdie. State police say that she and the young child had been in the park with her husband before the fall. They don't believe it was an accident and continue investigating. The mother and son landed on the ice near the bottom of the gorge. The child suffered a head injury and was taken to a hospital. His condition is not known. The area around the Cave of the Winds, a popular tourist spot at Niagara Falls, was roped off during the rescue. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. A suburban Atlanta cop is facing charges stemming from the disappearance of a teenage girl last summer. The Doraville Police Department fired 22-year-old officer Miles Bryant Monday after he was charged with concealing a death and false report of a crime. The charges are in connection with the death of 16-year-old Susanna Morales, whose remains were found last week after she vanished in July while walking home from a friend's house. In a warrant application, police say Bryant dumped the girl's naked body in the woods near his home. The warrant also says detectives suspect Bryant of rape and murder, though he hasn't yet been charged with those crimes. Bryant has been denied bail. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell into the mid-30s across south-central Kansas overnight. Clouds will gradually move in today, and we can expect a few scattered showers this afternoon with a high 47. As a winter storm system arrives in the plains, the heavier snowfall will stay to the northwest of us. We'll see rain changing to snow tonight, Charlo 18, clearing in 33 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, north wind at 10 miles per hour and 35 degrees. 8.35 now, Stephen, 10 of the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's that time of the day, entertainment news. The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, let's check in on country music. Uh, Michelle Polino, Luke Bryan is extending his stay in Las Vegas. The country singer posted on Instagram alongside his American Idol co-star, Katy Perry, that he's adding six new dates. Bryan shows will take place at Resorts World Theater inside Resorts World Las Vegas. In the meantime, he will kick off his 2023 country on tour trek June 15th in Syracuse, New York. Jason Aldean announced his 2023 outing. The country superstar revealed he will hit the road starting this summer with his Highway Desperado tour set to kick off in mid-July in New York. The run will extend into the fall, wrapping up in Tampa, Florida at the end of October. Joining Aldean on the tour are Mitchell Tenpenny, Corey Kent, and DJ Silver. The tickets are available Friday. Jimmy Allen and Christian Pop duo for King and Country are the latest cross-genre pairing to take the stage in an episode of CMT crossroads the episode airs tuesday february 28th at 10 p.m eastern that's fox country on fox news let's get an up close look at oscar nominated movies the fox movie profile with fandango's eric davis and a look at some of this year's academy awards best picture nominees and where they are on the rotten tomatoes tomato meter leading the way this year is 11 time nominated everything everywhere all at once yeah, I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once, 11 nominations, 95%, one of the higher 
uh, on the tomato meter for best picture nominees. It is the most nominated movie of the year. Also, the most inventive among the most talked about. This is the rare spring movie release to make the biggest Oscars impact. And then after that, we have a tie for runner-up, both with nine nominations each. We have The Banshees of Inna Sharon and All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, well, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, this is the highest of all of the best picture nominees. And it's also among the most decorated, like everything, everywhere. It's the only other film to see most of its main cast nominated for an Oscar, as well as its director and a Best Picture nod. Ashley Dvorkin, Fox News. The Apple TV Plus series, Ted Lasso, back for another season. Everyone's favorite soccer coach, Ted Lasso, has an official return date. The Apple TV Plus series, season three, premieres March 15th, and the streamer released a new teaser and synopsis for the installment. In the newest season, the newly promoted AFC Richmond faces ridicule as media predictions widely peg them as last in the Premier League. And Nate, now hailed as the Wonder Kid, has gone to work for West Ham United. Meanwhile, Ted, played by Jason Sudeikis, continues to wrestle with his own personal issues back home. Rebecca, played by the popular Hannah Waddingham, is focused on defeating Rupert. And when things fall apart, that's when the team pulls it all together. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's see what's going on in the world of gaming. Fox Bits. Your insider's cheat code to gaming. I'm Eamon Dignam. The Activision Blizzard-Microsoft merger is facing an uphill battle, both in the United States and the United Kingdom. The British equivalent of the FTC reviewing the $69 billion merger, saying that for them to approve it, Activision Blizzard will have to be broken up before Microsoft could get their hands on it. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority specifically naming the Call of Duty franchise needing to be divested from the company, or the half of the company that runs Call of Duty, Activision. The military simulation that's based on, you know, uh, military experiences through the course of history. There is nothing proprietary. Something that ABK CEO Bobby Kotick says is not a feasible option. He appeared last week on the Claim and Countdown on the Fox Business Network. We're experiencing right now are regulators who have very little experience with our industry. Xbox head Bill Spencer has promised that Call of Duty will remain on Sony's PlayStation for at least 10 years. That's Fox Bits for Fox News. Here we are on the 15th of February. It's February 15th, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. Today is a noise Squidward Day. He's SpongeBob's easily irritated friend who works as a cashier at a restaurant. The day comes as a result of an episode on the animated series of SpongeBob SquarePants, which is called Employee of the Month. He got the Employee of the Month Award! <laughs> The first teddy bear goes on sale in 1903 when toy owner and inventor Morris Mitchum places two stuffed bears in his shop window, advertising them as teddy bears. On this day in 1965, Canada adopts the Maple Leaf flag. Born on this day in 1820, Susan B. Anthony, she traveled around the nation delivering speeches backing a women's right to vote. She also was a champion of temperance, which is not drinking alcohol, abolition, and the rights of labor and equal pay for equal work. I'm CJ Papa. That's your Fox Daily Snapshot. 
Medieval times in Southern California, short on actors. About 50 performers and stable hands at Medieval Times in Buena Park, California, about 30 miles southeast of Los Angeles, have walked off the job. The actors, who are part of the American Guild of Variety Artists, say the company has blocked efforts to raise wages and improve safety, with one actor saying actors have been injured on the job, but the company's lawyer says there were only two meetings with the union before its members went on strike and that the show will go on. The dinner theater has been flying in actors from its other locations to cover staffing gaps. Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. As we just heard mentioned, the first teddy bears went on sale 110 years ago on this day. Get this, you guys. A woman in South Dakota just set the record for the largest teddy bear collection at 8,026. She also set the record for most dates who came back to her apartment then remember they have to get up early the next day. Good luck with your teddy bear. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon with the joke there. Uh, teddy bears were inspired by a newspaper cartoon of President Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, refusing to shoot a bear while on a hunting trip. And the toy store owner, inventor, Morris Mitchum, created a plush toy bear. He was even given permission by the president himself to market the toy as a teddy bear after sending one to the president. Teddy Roosevelt rarely refrained from shooting something. Right. So this was a big deal. (laughs) Sales led to Mitchum founding the successful Ideal Toy Company. The first teddy bears went on sale 110 years ago on this day. How about that? Actually, 120 years ago, 1903. You know, I had one. A teddy bear? I did not. been passed down through two of my older brothers to me, and by the time it got to me... So it was full of influenza. uh, Yeah. The urine smells. Yeah. It was awful. I think we put it away. I think, yeah, yeah, eventually you have to. Teddy bear. Part ways. (laughs) Let's hit the late night crew. Late night with Seth Meyers, NBC. Buckingham Palace yesterday announced that Queen Camilla tested positive for coronavirus. Luckily, as a royal, she was already planning on doing nothing for the next two weeks. The Late Late Show with James Corden, CBS. Last night, a couple got married during halftime of the Dallas Mavericks game. The ceremony was officiated by the Mavericks announcer. Have a look. By the power vested in me and with 20,000 MFFLs as witnesses, it's my delight to declare you husband and wife. Reed, you may kiss the bride. Nothing like an air horn at the exact moment you commit to share your life with someone. You may now kiss Cam the bride. It was actually a lovely ceremony. It was. It was beautiful. Unfortunately, the Mavericks lost by three, so the marriage is doomed. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, we look back on two uh, entertainers who both passed away on the very same day, 50 years ago on this day. One of them was actor Tim Holt, big Western star in the late 40s and early 50s. He was also in the Orson Welles movie, The Magnificent Ambersons. And? He's one of the three main characters in The Treasure of the Sierra Sierra Madre. Yeah. Yeah. He also had a bit part in Stagecoach. Yes. He was in My Darling Clementine. He was a decorated combat veteran of World War II. Flew in the Pacific with the United States Army Air Forces in a B-29 bombardier. Yeah. uh, B-29 bomber. He was wounded over Tokyo on the last day of the war. Got a Purple Heart. Wow. Tim Holt. And uh, then he kind of got fed up with Hollywood, and he moved to Oklahoma with a rodeo. Met a woman who became his final wife. He said, I never did like Hollywood that much. There was nothing magical about it for me. 
and he died from bone cancer 50 years ago on this day in the Oklahoma City area. He'd been managing a radio station. Really? Tim Holt? Tim Holt. And he was only 54 years old. Hmm. Yeah. Tim Holt. And that very same day, who also passed away, actor Wally Cox passed away at the age of 48 of a heart attack. A guy that grew up in the Chicago area, and one of the kids in his neighborhood was a guy named Marlon Brando. Yeah. And they were friends for life. That's amazing. They were very close friends. After the war, Wally Cox moved to New York, and he was Brando's roommate for a while. And it was Marlon Brando that told Wally Cox, you should get into acting. And he ended up being in TV and radio and and movies, and he was kind of a wit on a lot of TV shows. Yeah. And, of course, he was the voice of underdog. Gee, no more Thanksgiving. If only underdog were here. Be sure to see underdog right after the Thanksgiving Day Parade on this station. There you go. Well, Wally Cox was the voice of underdog. There's no need to fear underdog Underdog is here. here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wally Cox... And Tim Holt both died on the same day, 50 years ago on this day. Wow. Both very young. There you go. That is Entertainment News in the Blur with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted. Uh, 8.45 now, Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've, uh, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. Big news there. Air India signing a mega deal to purchase hundreds of Boeing and Airbus jets. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. NSS Radio Station BTSN Double OP. No makeup on. I let it in the morning. KNSS now 8:50 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Three big Super Bowl parade set for Kansas City today. Hundreds of thousands expected. Two. 18-year-old seriously injured in North Wichita shooting. No suspect in custody. One. Senators briefed on object shootdowns complain that questions remain unanswered. Stephen said in the morning here on KNSS with three big things. Traffic this morning. We've got traffic accidents at 21st and Ridge and Central and Washington. 
want to watch out for slowdowns in those areas. And today we've got some road construction. Uh, they're going to be closing northbound I-135's exit to K254 from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. They're also reducing southbound I-135 from uh, 1 to 1 lane from 53rd north to 37th. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Partly sunny and breezy with a 30% chance for rain today and a high of 46 degrees. 70% chance for rain and snow tonight and cold. Overnight low 18. Less than one inch accumulation expected. Thursday, decreasing clouds in Coover. Tomorrow's high, 33 degrees. Right now, partly cloudy. North wind at 10 miles per hour and 35 degrees. Stocks this morning starting out in negative territory. The S&P is down 14 points. The Dow's down 142. NASDAQ down 20 points. And let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Wichita's commercial aerospace industry got a boost yesterday from one of the largest orders in aviation history. Air India announcing details of an expected mega deal, revealing plans to buy 250 passenger jets from Airbus and 220 from Boeing as part of the carrier's plan for revitalization under the new owner, Tata Group. The company said in a press release its letter of intent covers the purchase of 190 Boeing 737 MAX narrow-body jets, 20 Boeing 787 wide-body jets, and 10 Boeing 777X wide-body jets. Boeing had an increase in aircraft deliveries to begin 2023. The company Tuesday reported it delivered 38 commercial jets in January. That's up from 32 year over year. Now, the total was down from 69 deliveries in December, though that is one of the busiest months in the industry that is typically followed by a decrease in January. It also represented a better start to the year than rival Airbus, with the European manufacturer last week reporting just 20 aircraft deliveries in its January report. The Boeing deliveries were dominated in January by 25 handovers of its best-selling 737 MAX, while the 787 Dreamliner accounted for the other three. Spirit Aerosystems in Wichita has work on all Boeing commercial aircraft, and that includes building the full fuselage on the 737 and the forward fuselage on the 787. And that's business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. America's consumers rebounding last month from a weak holiday shopping season by boosting their spending at stores and restaurants at the fastest pace in almost two years, underscoring the economy's resilience in the face of higher prices and multiple rate intakes by the Federal Reserve. Retail sales jumped 3% in January after having sunk the previous two months. It was the largest one-month increase since March of 2021. That sounds like some pretty good news, and even though that's happening, the markets are starting off down. How about that? Today is National Flag of Canada Day. Commemorates the official birth of the maple leaf flag. What a great flag. Installed on February 15, 1965. Canadians celebrate today by wearing red and white, raising their flag high and paying tribute to the big leaf. Although Canada gained its independence from Great Britain back in 1868, they continue to incorporate elements of the British flag into their own design. By the middle of the 20th century, Canada was well aware that its flag needed to be updated. So there you go, the one with the leaf in the middle of it. Yeah, it's instantly recognizable. A couple of birthdays today. Jane Seymour having a birthday. Hello. One of my wife's favorite stars. I love stars. Jane Seymour. Uh, she's 72 years old today. Starred in my wife's favorite movie, Somewhere in Somewhere Time. Somewhere in Time. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, on TV, she was Dr. 
Quinn, medicine woman, and she was a Bond girl, solitaire in Live and Let mm-hmm. Die. She's in Jane Seymour yeah. having a birthday. Love her. 72 today. An old uh, friend of mine from school, a classmate of my older brother, Mike, Jerry Louderman's having a birthday. Just a personal note, former firefighter. And whenever my brother got into trouble, my parents liked to blame Jerry for it. So, Jerry, if you're listening, uh, it's all right. They, they didn't mean it, I'm sure. And one of our favorites around here, Jerry Short having a birthday. Well, great member of our sales staff yes. for many, many, many years. She's she great. Does, she does an excellent job, and she's always got a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Jerry, have a great day. That's it. We're coming up. We've got the Glenn Beck program. Peter Zeon is on there. He's a geopolitical strategist. We're going to talk about what else? Balloons. And at the top of the hour of the news this morning, senators briefed on those objects shoot downs. That's coming on our news at 9. And if you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show. News updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Looking for a high today of 46 degrees. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.